You, like many of us, have experienced that dreaded post-holiday financial hangover where you feel that pinch after you did that spending spree for all the gifts and all the festivities. But the reality is that the holiday season without the stress of overspending is possible. This episode isn't just about recovering from those financial missteps. In fact, it's about rewriting the rules of holiday spending. So let's transform those holiday regrets into financial wins together. Are you in? Let's do it. You are listening to Her Dinero Matters, the podcast helping Latinas have increased confidence and control over their finances. My name is Jen Hempel, and as an accredited financial counselor, my mission is to help you be more confident and simplify your finances so you can save more, get out of debt quicker, and build your wealth. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Cash App. Qué emoción. I am full blown into the holiday spirit. Our tree is up and that is a lot earlier than usual. And I'm really feeling festive. Today, I'm going to share with you what I consider five life-changing tips to not only recover from this year's holiday splurge, if you've already splurged, but also to prepare for the next. From creating a foolproof holiday plan to redefining the meaning of gift giving. We've got you covered today, so I'm really pumped. Plus, don't miss our bonus tip that turns saving into a fun family challenge. So whether you're regretting that credit card swipe that you've done earlier or just planning ahead, this episode is your first step towards a more financially savvy holiday season. Before I get into those five tips, let me tell you how the holiday season has been for me in the past. I spent blindly. I didn't have a plan. I literally just swiped the card and it was just spend now, worry about it later. What I was fortunate, what was working for me was that we have been good savers. So we've had that saving habit in us. So that meant no credit card debt, but we were depleting our emergency savings. Now, fast forward till today, I may still be spending somewhat blindly. I do, but I'll tell you in a minute, I do, there is a plan in place. And I'm going to talk about it in tip number three today. Tip number one is all about creating that holiday plan. So this is for those of you that are just getting started in terms of your holiday spending. Those of you like me that may leave those uh, buying, purchasing those gifts for the last minute. There's nothing wrong with that because I do that every single year. So what you want to do is you want us to look at the cash that you have. And what I mean by that, yes, it could be the cash in your, you know, hiding in your sofa, but I'm really more talking about the cash in your bank that doesn't have a role, that is not needed for the rent, for a bill, for the groceries, for putting gas in the car. What is that cash that is unaccounted for, or not unaccounted for, I should say, what is that cash that does not have a job? It does not have a role that you need to pay a bill or do any of that. So that's, look at that, all right? From there, you want to set the parameters of your spending. 
Now, granted, your cash that you find or you figure out you have, maybe it does, it's not much. Let's just say, because there's a couple scenarios that you have some cash that's enough to cover your holiday spending, but there's also the scenario that you don't have enough cash for the holiday spending. So look at the cash that you have, set the parameters. So ideally to get your gifts, what does that look like in, in dollars and cents? right? And so you want to set those parameters. So if you don't have the cash, how are you going to get that cash? Or if you're needing to swipe that credit card, how are you going to assure that you pay that credit card in full when the bill is due? All right. So figure out the cash that you have, set the parameters of what you're going to spend. What makes sense? What makes sense? It's not about well, how are we going to make everybody happy, but what makes sense for what you want to do, right? And number three is set a why for those parameters. If your parameter, I'm making things up here. If your parameter is $500, why $500? Is it because it's going to cover everybody's gift or is it what, you know, or is it maybe because you, or maybe it gives you enough for, I don't know, a certain amount, a dollar amount for for the gifts for your family or what what why specifically that dollar amount set that why because it sets intention as to that spending so that is tip number one so tip number one is create that holiday plan and this is for those of you that haven't that are like me and haven't gotten started with your holiday spending Tip number two is for those of you that have already spent money and maybe aren't feeling great about it. So you want to be, gen the tip is about being gentle with yourself, giving yourself some grace and just forgiveness. Because sometimes we feel guilt and like we've done something wrong. We need to just be gentle with ourselves, Gives ourself give ourselves some grace. What's done is done. And so now we have to look at, okay, we've spent this. Maybe it's over, you know, maybe you overspent, went above what you had. What are the, our next steps? What are we going to do? How are we going to pay it off? How, you know, you want to brainstorm what you're going to do, how you're going to come up with that money, all of those things. So you want to, one, have grace and be gentle and kind to yourself. And it's just what's done is done and figure out a plan. And it's just brainstorming. What kind of things can I do to take care of this? Because this is not necessarily a forever thing if you don't leave it forever in your credit card, right? That's the goal. You don't, you want to pay it off as quickly as possible. Think about what you can do. Take some action. If you're not gentle with yourself and if you uh, give yourself a guilt trip, it's going to be harder to make that plan. So that's why I say be gentle and kind to yourself because what's done is done. Now it's a matter of tackling what you have to do. And that's it. So that's tip number two. Tip number three is to start planning for next year. So there's no shopping involved here is just literally planning. So you want to take a look at previous years, if you have statements or if you can kind of estimate uh, how much you spend uh, on gifts, whether the holiday season, I mean, I would even push it even further to gifts for the whole year for, for birthdays and things of that sort. So how much is it that you spend? And you want to create a reserves fund, a gift fund, a, some people um, call it a sinking fund, that whatever, however you do it, doesn't matter. The idea is 
you need to be clear as to how much you've spent in the, in the past and see how it falls into your budget. How does it fit, right? How does that fit into your budget? So if you notice in the past year, you spent, I don't know, $1,000 on gifts, whether it's gifts for uh, birthdays and the holidays, so or $1,200, let's make it easy. $1,200. And you, what you want to do is figure out the total amount for the year, divide by two. And with that, so $1,200 divided, did I say divide by two? $1,200 divided by 12, not two, uh, 12 months in the year. And that way you come up with the monthly number. And when you come up with that monthly number, you then you plug that into your monthly, you know, what you're spending monthly, your budget, and see how it fits right? Once you figure out it does fit or does or doesn't fit, you got, maybe you have to move things here and there and, and adjust things here and there, and that's fine. Then what you want to do is treat that number like a bill and you want to set it aside in a savings. It could be set it apart from your emergency savings. So this is, could be like a reserves fund, a sinking fund, however you want to do it. Uh, freedom funds, some people call it freedom funds. There's all sorts of different names out there. Uh, and set that aside on a monthly basis, like commit to it. Because what's going to happen is when you're needing money for gifts, you're already going to have some money stashed aside. And that's winning. That's how you start planning uh, for the next year. It doesn't have to be perfect. And it's not going to be perfect because you're going to forget that maybe in August you have 10 birthdays and you typically buy gifts for all 10 people. And so it doesn't have to be perfect. And the bone, and this is what we've done and it's really worked well. So that's why I said earlier, I still spend quote unquote blindly. I kind of do and don't because I do look at how much we have set aside for gifts. And from there, we're able to plan and spend on gifts. But sometimes I may go uh, a little over in terms of what I plan, but there's, since we have plenty, because it's in, in the sense it's uh, that money that we set aside is not just for Christmas, but it's also for birthdays. So there's a cushion uh, there. So it's it's useful. So that's what I do. And that's what's what's helped us uh, tremendously. And my bonus tip here is that you can get your family involved to make it a challenge where they're also doing the same thing in terms of setting money aside every single month for the holidays or for their gift giving. And that way you keep each other accountable. So get your family involved and get them doing what you're doing. It's doing them a service. It's helping them, but you're also doing something that's going to help you for the next year or for the next months when you have some uh, birthday gifts. So it's really helpful to do. Tip number four is to let your loved ones know your priorities, uh, what your priorities are with your financial goals. Because chances are when you know that, when they know this, they're going to support you. They're not going to think ill of you because you're not buying gifts like you normally do. So let them know that way they're aware of it chances are they're going to support you, especially if they're family. I mean, I know families, every family is a little different and we all have those family members that, you know, are, are questionable. We'll just, we'll just put it that way, that they're questionable. But questionable. The whole point here is that letting your loved ones, the ones that you trust, the ones that you're close with, 
in onto your financial goals. That way they're supporting you. They're cheering you on and you don't feel that pressure to buy all these gifts uh, during this holiday season. Tip number five is to reassess your intention when it comes to gift giving. Are you gift giving because of the pressure? Is it tradition? I mean, I would consider polling your family member about their ideal gifts because you may be surprised that for some of your family members, gifts are important. Maybe it's something else. Like for me, I personally don't like that pressure of giving gifts. I like to be really intentional about what I'm gifting and I like to make it special. And I feel like my money is more spent or better spent that way. Because when I do it with pressure, I don't feel good of how I'm spending money. And personally, for me, when you're pulling your family members, I'm not about those material things. About I'm about memories. I'm about feeling loved. I know I'm all silly. Not everybody's like me, but that's all right. So you just be surprised to know what their ideal gift is. I hope that you found those tips helpful. So let's do a quick recap. Tip number one is for those of you that haven't started with the spending, and that's about creating a holiday plan. Tip number two is for those of you that have already spent, and the tip is about being gentle, gracious, and forgiving yourself, and just move on. Tip number three is about starting to plan for the next year, because that sets you up for success. Tip number four is about letting your loved one knows what your priorities are over your financial goals, because by them knowing, they're going to support you. And tip number five is to really reassess your intentions when it comes to gift giving. Let me know what you thought of those tips and if you have more to add. If you love today's episode and maybe you're wanting to continue to read or see this type of content more, make sure that you are on my email list. Why do I say that? Because I send weekly newsletters, one on every single Tuesday, where I send you three things to keep you informed, inspired, entertained, and maybe reflecting on your own situation so you can continue to grow. I also send an HDM weekly, which on Thursdays is basically the newsletter for this podcast that really gives you a quick recap of what the week's episode is about so you can decide whether it's for you or if it's not. And it's a reminder to listen to the episode so you don't miss it. Getting on my email list is easy. Just go to jenhempel.com and search your name and email and you'll get my popular daily dinero ritual on the house. Next week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about financial confidence and practical tips to become more financially confident. So stay tuned for that. Buena pues. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I know you have a ton of podcasts to choose from, but you chose this one. So I appreciate it. You can check out the show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash three. 77. That is jenhemphill.com forward slash 377. Remember that being the reina starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.